What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 354 of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tony Mango, and this is the Hot Tags edition of the week, where I'll be breaking down a few of the current events, rumors, news, gossip, and other bullshit that went down in the world of professional wrestling over the past couple of days. And I say a few, because once again, not much going on. I could talk about some other things that I really don't feel like, I mean, to be honest, or some things that I don't think are really, like, noteworthy topics, or, for instance, I mean, I'm, you're not going to get a whole bunch of from me about, hey, Justin Credible was arrested, or Joey Mercury was arrested, because it's just the uh, same old, same old kind of stuff. Well, Mercury, not so much, but Credible, how many times do I got to say the same thing over and over again? So, even though I don't want to say the same things over and over again, I kind of feel like I'm hitting the same marks as what I've been doing recently, and I've talked about all of these topics in the past over the past maybe like month or so and there's nothing else but hey that's uh you know, that's what you got so sorry about uh any of that going forward just to let you know that is not something that i've purposely planned i just kind of can't figure out anything else to do so hey short hot tags and later on this week we're going to be doing our hell in a cell predictions so we'll get more into that and you'll get you know the hell in a cell post show after that so you're still going to get quite a bit of smack talk coverage and uh in the meantime, let's just knock out these hot tags real quick, and let's just start things off by talking about WWE Evolution. Apparently, they are struggling to sell some of those tickets. They have sold something like 7,500 of them, and it seats over 10,000. Uh, I think the number off the top of my head was 2,400 seats were basically scalpers, so it's not even necessarily that all those people were buying those tickets because they wanted to necessarily watch the pay-per-view and stuff and that's not good uh it's not like the worst thing in the world it's not like it's like they have a 10,000 seat arena and they you know have only sold 500 tickets or something like that but just in comparison look at how all in was able to sell their tickets versus evolution now there could be a couple different factors going in here one could be maybe it's just the Staten Island location, maybe a lot of people don't necessarily want to go there, maybe that's not the best location for certain things, I don't really know too much about Staten Island to really, you know, give you more information about that, but another thing, and I think this is probably one of the two biggest factors, actually there's three big factors, so I'll, I'll throw another one in there, but one of them being, we have Hell in a Cell happening right now, and we just got out of SummerSlam not that long ago, and we also have the Super Showdown coming up, and then Evolution, and then by that point, people are going to be inundated with a lot of WWE material. We've also got the Mixed Match Challenge returning. Uh, I am not talking about that on these uh, hot tags necessarily because I just don't give a shit. I really don't like the Mixed Match Challenge, and I really figure I'll just talk about that when it comes down to it another time. But, you know, we got a lot of material when it comes to that coming. We also have... Only two matches on the card that's been announced, and they're not the biggest matches in the world. It's Trish against Alexa and Lita against Mickey. Those aren't the biggest things. I mean, Trish is one of the biggest. They're, they're four of them are all big, big names in WWE when it comes to women's wrestling, but what is the appeal of the match other than just seeing those four compete? There isn't really much beyond that. You know, titles aren't on the line. We know that other titles are going to be on the line, but they haven't even announced who the United Kingdom champion is yet for uh, for the women's division. They 
we've only run through one week's worth of the Mae Young Classic, so for those who don't follow the spoilers, you don't know exactly what those finals are going to be, so on and so forth. You can't really build an event too much if you don't know what's going to happen on there. But then there's also something that I think that we have to acknowledge, which is that a lot of people might just not be into the idea of watching an all-women's pay-per-view. And, you know, I think that it's a good idea. I think it's great when it comes to offsetting the stupid Saudi Arabia situation. But some people just don't get into that kind of thing. Just the same as if they were to have an all 205 Live pay-per-view. A lot of people don't like the Cruiserweight stuff, so maybe they wouldn't be all that into it. Or if it was, say, an all Super Heavyweight show, or everybody who is, uh, I don't know, from Canada or something like that. You know, if you limit something to all of something, you're going to exclude some people. And there's no doubt some people out there that are not into the women's wrestling division, and those people aren't going to really want to sell, uh, buy those tickets. So that explains at least a little bit of what Evolution is going through right now. But I'm sure WWE is going to spin this in a positive direction, even if it's a complete lie or something like that. And uh, I hope it all works out at the very least, because. Uh, the women's division really deserves to get better opportunities, and if they botch this, then they're not going to get them in the future. So, uh, hey, if you're thinking about going, buy your tickets, you know? But speaking about that Saudi Arabia show, the greatest Royal Rumble, we know that we're eventually going to have more shows in Saudi Arabia, and they haven't announced what they are yet or when they're happening yet, but the rumor going around right now is that we might see... Kane and The Undertaker team up against Triple H and Shawn Michaels for whatever the next Saudi Arabia show is, and that this whole Triple H and Undertaker storyline is supposed to be leading to Shawn Michaels coming back out of retirement to fight Undertaker in a tag team match, with Kane being the one that would team up with The Undertaker. If you're of that nostalgic type that I guess that they're targeting when it comes to the Saudi Arabia and Super Showdown kind of concepts... That seems to be sort of one of their big adver uh, advertising kind of notions is, hey, let's throw a lot of old school stuff in there just for the sake of it. You probably are going to be digging this, you know, Brothers of Destruction against DX. You know, it's big. They're four Hall of Famers, but, or well, technically only one of them is a Hall of Famer, but, you know, the other three are going to be at some point. And at the same time, though, it's for people that are way past their prime. Only one of them can really go similar to what he used to be able to, and that's Triple H. Shawn Michaels, we have to assume, based off of what he said, he hasn't wrestled in a bunch of years. He probably isn't able to necessarily do the things that he used to do. We know that Kane isn't able to, and we know that Undertaker has been a shell of his former self in a lot of different ways. So I'm not really looking forward to this, if that's the case. And if Shawn Michaels were to return, we already talked about who we would like to see fight Shawn Michaels in our one more match. Go ahead and check that out if you haven't done that already. Um, yeah, just not really the most exciting news that I can think of. Uh, let's move over to titles, though, and let's talk about how, I guess I should have done this first and then done the women's evolution after that thing, but hey, let's talk about the women's division again. There are rumors now that not only is there going to be a tag team title set for the women's division, but there might be actually another singles belt, which would effectively be a secondary title. Now, the secondary title thing makes me kind of think that they are implying a mid-card championship, but that seems like a horribly stupid idea, because how do you have a mid-card championship on one division across two shows of separate divisions. Same thing with the tag teams. I still think that's a bad idea. I still think that tag teams work better in that regard. 
And we don't need another mid-card title when it comes to that. If the women's division has the same amount of titles, but they don't have the same amount of performers as the men, you can't treat it the same way. It's the same situation as how NXT didn't have the same amount of people as the main roster, so that's why they didn't have a mid-card title. Now that they have more people, they have the mid-card championship. So if WWE is thinking about bringing in a lot of people from the Mae Young Classic to, you know, add another 10 people to Raw and another 10 people to SmackDown or something like that, yeah, then we can play around a little bit more with another mid-card title or something like that. But otherwise... I don't think it's a good idea. I think having the Raw Women's Championship, the SmackDown Women's Championship, and potentially maybe a cross-branded tag team title is the maximum that you can do. Uh, The reports that are saying about this are saying that they should be in place by early 2019. If that's the case, I'm assuming that the tag team title situation is going to be cleared up for Evolution, and then after that, they'll probably do some kind of a mid-card thing leading into WrestleMania. But I'm hoping more so that if either of these are true, it's the tag titles, but to be perfectly honest, I don't want either of them. Uh, Let's talk about a woman that's actually made a little bit of history now. Renee Young is now a full-time member of the commentary team for Monday Night Raw. She has been popping up here and there, and she's actually now going to replace Jonathan Coachman, who is replacing Renee Young on the... Uh, pre-show panel thing, uh, thing. Well, I'm botching all over the place here, but I'm not planning on editing this. Who cares? So, <laughs> yeah, the situation is basically what I had kind of pitched out before. I think that Jonathan Coachman is a good choice for the pre-show and kind of hosting the panel. Charlie Caruso is able to do that as well. So if they wanted to bring up somebody to replace him, Charlie can certainly fulfill that role. And, you know, even like a Mike Room or something like that could probably be able to pull that off too. But, Coachman is more of an analyst, not a commentator. And Renee, she has a little bit she has to work on here and there, but, you know, that'll come in time. And just the idea that they decided to actually go with it and have a woman on the commentary team is very, uh, I would say progressive, but they really should have done this a long-ass time ago. At the very least, they're doing it now. You know, it it took them long enough. But Renee Young tried her hand out in NXT, and she wasn't all that bad in NXT. Some time's gone by. Now she's going to be working on Monday Night Raw. She deserves it, I think. Nobody is better suited for that role as far as the women in WWE right now. And I think that she is already better than Beth Phoenix and some of the other people that have popped up. Lita, for instance, too. So I'm really kind of hoping that Renee Young has enough practice behind her that by the time evolution comes around she can sort of be the michael cole of the situation now they haven't announced yet if that's going to be the case if it's only going to be all 100 percent women for evolution or if they're going to at least have like michael cole or somebody on the commentary or i'm assuming that they're obviously going to have the uh, male referees because they only have one female referee in wwe and jessica can't just do every single match but we'll see Either way, Renee Young being on the commentary team is a major plus, I think, as far as just the advancement of the women in WWE and the Raw commentary team in general and Renee Young's career, too. So, thumbs up all around. The final thing to talk about here is WWE Storytime. The episode is New Beginnings. 
And as far as a see it or skip it, I am telling you guys, just skip this one. This one was not all that funny. Um, here are the five stories that they were. I'll just give you a quick little breakdown of what they were. Mic drop was about Chris Jericho having some issues with a microphone on one of his first events. And they just basically, the microphone wasn't working and that's it. That's the whole story. Then there was Punk Rock Discotheque where Cesaro was talking about his first time wrestling a show. It was this beat down kind of uh, affair where he was a wrestler and had a bad match. And then they said that he needed to be the referee. And then they also said he needed to be the ring announcer. So he was just kind of like, oh, you know, I did all three and I did a bad job. And that's your, your whole story there. Writing Rick, Rick, with Rick Rude was the funniest one. That one was Paul Heyman talking about Rick Rude being somebody that he was associated with and that Rick Rude apparently hated the phrase goddamn. So when he was working with Stone Cold Steve Austin, since Austin loves the word goddamn and he uses it all the time, that they went a little back and forth and he was getting upset with Austin over saying that word. That one I would recommend to actually check out. I'm not going to spoil much about it when it comes to that. World champion caddy, not good. Dolph Ziggler basically says, hey, remember when I was a caddy and then I was a cheerleader? That sucked, but now I'm Dolph Ziggler. And that's it. Uh, Saturday Night Script, meh, that was kind of okay. It was probably a second best one, which was that Jake the Snake Roberts, when he was working like the first time in WWE, he was given this script where he was going to do this promo with me, Gene Okerlund, and he told this guy that he really had... Uh, nothing positive to say about it and that he you know like i'm not gonna do this shit handed it back to the guy and that guy was the head of nbc so vince basically just kind of chewed him out a little bit and there you go there's your whole story time episode you didn't he need to waste all that time so skip it uh, you already have the whole thing here but if you could check out one of them check out the riding with rick rude segment that was that one at least got a chuckle out of me and that's it for the hot tags everybody uh, if anything else happens, I'm sure we'll fold it into our talk on the Hell in a Cell Predictions podcast. As I mentioned before, that is coming up later on this week, probably uh, probably Wednesday is when we're going to be recording it per normal, and that'll be most likely coming up Wednesday night at some point. And on Sunday, we've got Hell in a Cell coverage, so Hell in a Cell post show is going to be happening after that. So if you want to be aware of these things, you should subscribe to the YouTube channel and ring that little bell for notifications. And you should also follow Smartout Moment on Facebook and on Twitter at Smartout Moment. Check out the website for everything else that's happening on that side of things. Also, look at the new logo. I've uh, been tinkering around with the logo a little bit recently, and eh, I kind of like it. So let me know what you think about it. It's kind of here and there. It's not on every little thing, but... You know, I needed a, like a square thumbnail type of thing. I kind of like it. Um, what else we got going on? I have been working on that, the whole Discord thing. I haven't been able to work on it too, too much over the past like a uh, couple of weeks or so, but I'll figure it out a little bit more and I will let you guys know more about that when I do have something more substantial to talk about. What else is going on on Smartout Moment? I don't really know. Um, just kind of keep checking around and all that. Fanboys Anonymous is also there. You can check out those things on fanboysanonymous.com and the YouTube channel and so on and so forth. If you want to show your support for me by doing things other than just liking and sharing and leaving your comments and telling me what you think about all these kind of things and chiming in on the hot tags and all that kind of whatnot stuff, you can also do this on the monetary side of things by going to the Patreon for Fanboys Anonymous or for Smartout Moment. 
and throwing your spare change my way or buying something on the T Public or Redbubble shops because those funds still go to me. That's kind of the point of them. <laughs> and, uh, all right. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's it. Uh, I got plenty of other stuff I got to do. So I'm going to let you guys go. Thanks for listening as always. And thank you for all of your support. This has been another Smart Cow moment, and I'm being counted out. Thank <laughs> you.